Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pods Sleep Stories. I'm Chris, and tonight, allow yourself to be swept away into the mystical forests of Celtic folklore. We will follow the tranquil footsteps of enigmatic deity, Kanyunos. As this magical journey unfolds, let the soothing cadence of this woodland adventure ease your mind, guiding you gently into a peaceful slumber filled with ageless myths and serene natural wonders. Before we begin our tale, let's take some time to relax and let go of the stresses of the day. Close your eyes and let yourself settle comfortably. Take a deep, grounding breath in, and as you exhale, release any tension or stress. Allow the sound of my voice to transport you to a place of deep connection with nature. Imagine yourself transforming, your body growing taller and stronger, your feet extending deep into the rich earth. You are now an oak tree, standing proudly in a serene, verdant forest in England. Your branches are wide and welcoming, and your roots are intertwined with the history of the land itself. Around you, the forest is a tapestry of life, brimming with the gentle rustling of leaves, the soft whisper of the wind, and the distant chatter of forest creatures. The air is fresh and crisp, scented with the rich earth and the verdant foliage of your woodland home. As the sun peeks through your leaves, you notice the lively community you harbor. Squirrels scamper playfully along your branches. Birds nest within your sturdy boughs. And a family of foxes find shelter at your base. Each creature, from the smallest insect to the most graceful deer, finds solace in your presence. You also sense the more ethereal inhabitants of the forest, the nature spirits. These elusive beings are the guardians of the woodlands, and they flit around you their forms shimmering like mist in the dappled sunlight. They sing a song of the forest, a melody that speaks of growth, harmony, and ancient wisdom. As an oak tree, you stand as a protector and friend to these creatures and spirits. Your strength offers them safety and your deep roots provide a connection to the very heart of the earth. 
in your branches and beneath your canopy, a world of magic and wonder thrives. Feel the joy and peace of this role, the honor of being a sanctuary for life in its many forms. Your existence is a testament to endurance, stability, and the nurturing power of nature. The sunlight shifts, creating patterns of light and shadow around you. The forest responds to the close of day, creatures preparing for the night, and spirits glowing softly in the twilight. Embrace this tranquil moment, feeling a deep sense of belonging and purpose. You, as the ancient oak, are a pillar of the forest, a symbol of resilience and life. Another creature in this forest, as old as time itself, is Kernunos, the god of the wild, and also the topic of our story this evening. Kernunos is the Gaelic god of beasts and wild places, often called the Horned One. Kernunos was a mediator of man and nature. He was able to tame predators and prey, so they might lie down together and live in peace. He is a symbol of the deep connection between humans and nature. He is a mysterious deity with little known about him, as much of his original mythos has been lost to history. In fact, his name appears only once in historical sources, on the Pillar of the Boatman in Paris. The carving made some time in the first century, depicts a number of Roman and Gaelic gods, Kernunos among them. Despite there being nothing written about Kernunos except his name on a pillar, we know quite a bit about what he looks like. He often appears as a bearded man with antlers, and the legs of a deer. Some scholars believe his name and characteristics originally belonged to a number of horned gods that were mixed together over time. Other scholars have suggested his traits were taken from the Greco-Roman deities of similar appearance. In either case, it is best to remember that these gods were not necessarily the same entity, but instead emerged from similar cultural origins. Kernunos is considered the god of the wild, a ruler who oversees both the tranquility of nature and the wildness it holds. Classical depictions of the deity 
include gatherings of both gentle and dangerous animals, such as wolves and rabbits, snakes and birds. Such gatherings were possible thanks to Kenyunos' ability to bring natural enemies into peaceful communion with one another. Kenyunos was often shown with a purse of coins and a piece of Celtic jewelry known as a torque. The inclusion of coins is interpreted to mean that he was a god of prosperity, whilst his horns have long been a symbol of masculine virility and power. It was the mysterious and enigmatic nature of this ancient deity that first attracted Emily to folklore studies. And now, years after graduating from university and working for the British Museum, she found herself at the forefront of an expedition to uncover the truth about this wild deity. Her new carving, etched into stone, had been found in the new forest in England. It was a dream come true for Emily, an opportunity to delve into the past and share her findings with the world. There was just one problem. There was no information. Sure enough, there was a carving of Kenyunos in the rock, and yes, she had managed to carbon date it. But, other than that, there was little information to be gleaned. The autumn air was crisp in the forest, leaves rustling in a dance of red and gold. Emily sat under a towering oak, her notebook open on her lap. She scribbled furiously, her frustration evident in the tightness of her handwriting. Still no closer to understanding who Kenyunos really was, she thought, her pen pausing mid-sentence. She gazed at the etching of the deity his antlered silhouette seemingly mocking her lack of progress. Around her, the forest seemed to breathe with ancient secrets, the kind that whispered through the leaves and hid in the shadows of the gnarled trees. She sighed, a mix of reverence and exasperation coloring her tone. If only you could reveal yourself, can you not? She muttered, the empty air, half joking. Show me who you really are. She didn't believe in summoning ancient gods, of course. Her world was one of tangible facts and carbon dating, not mystical encounters. Yet, part of her, a part she often silenced, longed for a sliver of the magic she had read about. 
wrapped in old tales. The forest seemed to respond to her words, a gentle breeze picking up, playing with her hair. Emily chuckled to herself, shaking her head at her own foolishness. She returned to her notes, her mind still wrestling with unanswered questions. Who were you, Kunyunos? A god? A symbol? Creation of collective imagination? She wrote, her thoughts a tangle of skepticism and curiosity. As Emily continued to jot down her thoughts, the forest around her began to change subtly. The gentle breeze that had been playing with her hair started to intensify, growing into a gust that rustled the pages of her notebook. Startled, Emily looked up, her eyes widening as she noticed the once clear sky, now darkening with ominous clouds. She frowned, recalling the day's weather report, which had promised clear skies. This wasn't supposed to happen. She murmured to herself, a hint of unease creeping into her voice. The leaves around her swirled in the wind, creating a symphony of rustling that echoed through the forest. The branches of the trees swayed more vigorously, as if in anticipation of something unknown. Emily shivered, not just from the sudden drop in temperature, but from the realization that the forest felt different, almost alive. She hastily gathered her belongings, her eyes darting skyward. The clouds rolled in with an unusual speed, the sky now a tapestry of darkening grays. A distant rumble of thunder reached her ears, a forewarning of the impending storm. As the first drops of rain began to fall, the wind carried an almost palpable energy, electric and wild. Emily, caught in the sudden downpour, found her heart racing just with the effort to seek cover, but with a sense of expectation. It was as if the forest, and perhaps something older within it, was awakening. Suddenly, deep rumble of thunder rolled through the sky, a primal sound that resonated in her chest. Emily paused momentarily, looking up at the sky, now veined with flashes of lightning, illuminating the dark clouds 
in a spectacular display of nature's power. Another roll of thunder, louder and more immediate, reverberated around her, followed swiftly by a startling crack of lightning. This time, it struck the ground mere meters away from her. The air sizzled with electricity. Startled but unharmed, Emily took a moment to regain her composure. Her heart pounded in her ears, a mixture of fear and awe at the close call. It was then that she noticed something peculiar at her feet. Mushrooms, dozens of them, were sprouting rapidly around her, forming a near-perfect circle. The sight was both wondrous and unnerving. Memories of fairy tales and folklore about fairy circles portals to another world flooded her mind. She had always regarded these stories as quaint myths. Yet here she was, standing in the middle of what looked like one of those mythical fairy circles. As Emily stood there, transfixed, a sudden wave of drowsiness washed over her. It felt as though the very atmosphere around her was thickening, laced with an unseen power. She tried to shake off the feeling, yet the heaviness in her eyelids only grew more pronounced. A gentle lull, like a whisper from the forest itself, seemed to beckon her to let go give in to the strange fatigue. Her knees began to buckle, the strength draining from her limbs as if sapped by an invisible force. In her rapidly blurring vision, she thought she saw small figures darting between the trees, their movements swift and ethereal. They were no bigger than children, yet their forms were slender and graceful. The figures hurried towards her, their faces a blur of features too delicate and otherworldly to belong to any human. Was she dreaming? Hallucinating? The logical part of her brain sought answers. But the encroaching veil of sleep made it impossible to think clearly. As her eyes fluttered closed, the last thing she saw was the circle of mushrooms glowing faintly in the dim light, and the small enigmatic creatures drawing nearer. Emily's eyelids fluttered open, revealing a world 
transformed. She found herself lying on a bed of soft, verdant moss that seemed to have been intentionally gathered beneath her, like a mattress crafted by unseen hands. The air was different too, warmer and filled with the scent of summer blooms, a stark contrast to the autumn chill she remembered before her slumber. Confusion mingled with wonder as she slowly sat up, taking in her surroundings. The forest around her was alive with vibrant greens, the trees and plants lush as if basking in the height of summer. Sunlight dabbled through the leaves, casting playful patterns on the forest floor. As her senses sharpened, Emily heard the faint sound of voices and the rustling of foliage. She turned her head towards the noise, catching glimpses of movement at the edge of her vision. It seemed as though small figures were darting away, their little feet barely making a sound against the earth. The Fae, she whispered to herself in wonder. She rose unsteadily to her feet, her body feeling oddly light, as though she had woken from a deep and restorative sleep. Her eyes roved over the enchanted forest, trying to piece together what had happened. Then, amidst the quiet chatter of the forest, a different sound caught her attention. The soft, melodic tune of panpipes. The music was soothing, almost hypnotic, drawing her forward with its gentle cadence. As she moved towards the source of the sound, she came upon a small clearing bathed in sunlight. There, in the midst of the golden rays, stood a figure straight out of the myths she had studied. He was a man, but not entirely human. His lower half was that of a deer, and a pair of majestic antlers crowned his head. He was playing the pan pipes, lost in the melody he created. Kanyunos, the horned god, a being of myth made flesh. She wanted to speak, to ask a thousand questions, but found herself silent, overcome by the moment. The deity continued to play, unaware or perhaps unbothered by her presence. In that timeless space, with the music enveloping her, Emily realized she had stepped into a world 
beyond her understanding. A realm where myth and reality intertwined. As the last note of the pan pipes lingered in the air, Kernunos slowly lowered the instrument, his eyes meeting hers. He smiled, a knowing, enigmatic smile that seemed to hold the wisdom of the ages. In that gaze, Emily felt a connection to something ancient and profound, a bridge between her world and the mystical world she had only ever dreamed of. Canunos turned and began to walk away, his form blending into the dappled sunlight of the forest. A sense of urgency gripped Emily. Wait, she called out, her voice clear and resonant in the stillness of the woods. The deity paused and turned back to look at her. His smile was gentle. He tilted his head towards the direction he was headed, as if beckoning her to follow. Taking this as a silent invitation, Emily stepped forward, her heart pounding with a mix of excitement and apprehension. She followed Canunos through the woods. The forest was a tapestry of vibrant colors and textures, more vivid and alive than any she had ever seen. Sunbeams filtered through the canopy, turning the air golden and casting long, dancing shadows on the forest floor. The underbrush was lush with ferns and flowering plants, their petals glistening with dew like tiny jewels. The air was alive with the sounds of the forest, the soft rustling of leaves, the distant call of birds, and the gentle murmur of a nearby stream. It was as if the forest itself singing a song of ancient and wild beauty. As they moved, Canunos seemed to be a part of the forest, moving with a grace that was both human and animal. His presence was commanding, yet gentle, a guardian spirit of the natural world. Suddenly, Emily noticed a deer lying in a small clearing. Its flank was injured, the wound stark against its dappled coat. She approached cautiously, not wanting to startle the animal. But the deer's eyes were wide with fear, and it tried to scramble away, its movements hindered by pain. At that moment, Canunos stepped forward, his approach calm and deliberate. There was a profound sense of peace about him, 
and as he neared the wounded deer, the animal's panic seemed to ebb away. He reached out, his hand hovering over the injury. The air around them shimmered with a subtle light. The deer calmed under his touch, its breathing steadying as the wound began to heal before Emily's astonished eyes. Forrest held its breath. Time seemed to pause. Emily watched in awe, a witness to a miracle of the old world, a world where gods walked among the trees, and the bond between nature and the divine was unbroken. As the deer stood, now healed, and bounded away into the forest, Kenyunos turned to Emily, his eyes reflecting the depth of the wild world he embodied. Emily continued to follow Kenyunos, moving in silent awe through the forest. The atmosphere changed as they ventured further. The vibrant life of the woods, giving way to a somber scene. They came upon an area scarred by the remnants of a campfire, its reckless abandonment having left a swath of the forest blackened and charred. The sight was a jarring contrast to the natural beauty they had traversed. The trees were bare, their branches twisted in silent agony, and the ground was covered in a layer of ash. The air was heavy with the scent of burnt wood. In this desolate space, the forest's chorus was hushed, replaced by a mournful silence. Kenyunos' demeanor shifted palpably as he surveyed the damage. The serenity in his eyes was replaced by a deep sadness, a reflection of the pain the forest had endured. Emily felt a pang in her heart at the sight of his distress. She stepped closer, her voice soft and tentative. I'm so sorry, she whispered, her words an attempt to offer solace, though she knew they were woefully inadequate. He did not speak, but his gaze met hers, conveying a myriad of emotions that transcended language. In that moment, Emily felt a profound connection to Kenyunos shared grief for the wounded earth. Then, as if struck by a sudden realization, a spark of determination ignited in Kenyunos's eyes. He reached out, taking Emily's hands in his. She felt a surge of energy, a current that seemed to flow from him into her 
and then out into the surrounding space. Kenyunos closed his eyes, and Emily felt compelled to do the same. A sensation of warmth spread through her, a feeling of deep, intrinsic power that was both foreign and familiar. She could sense the life force of the forest, its resilience and strength intertwining with their combined energies. The air around them vibrated with an unseen magic, and Emily felt as though she and Ken Yunos were conduits, channeling a healing energy that stemmed from his divine essence and her human spirit. It was as if they were bridging two worlds, bringing forth a renewal that neither could accomplish alone. Slowly, the charred ground beneath them began to stir. Tender green shoots pushed through the ash, unfurling towards the sun. Trees that had been lifeless and barren began to sprout new leaves, the branches reaching upwards in a silent thank you. The blackened forest floor blossomed with a carpet of wildflowers, painting the devastation with vibrant colors of life. They opened their eyes. The transformation was breathtaking. The barren wasteland had been reborn. A testament to the healing power of nature and the bond between the human and the divine. Genunos' expression softened. A look of gratitude and renewed hope, replacing the sorrow. Emily stood in awe, her heart full of emotions she couldn't quite name. With the forest around them now teeming with new life, there was a shift in Kenyonos' demeanor. He seemed rejuvenated, a renewed spirit evident in his every move. He reached out, his hand gently taking Emily's, and together they walked through the rejuvenated forest. As they moved, Emily's gaze drifted to the panpipes that hung from Kedunos's belt. There was an undeniable allure to the instrument. Noticing her interest, he unhooked the panpipes and offered them to her with a gesture that was both an invitation and a gift. Hesitantly, Emily took the pipes, her fingers tracing the smooth, warm reeds. I don't know how to play, she admitted. The pipes felt ancient and sacred in her hands, a relic of a world she was only beginning 
to understand. In response, Genunos reached out and took the panpipes back, bringing them to his lips. What followed was a melody so pure and enchanting that it seemed to encapsulate the very essence of the forest. The notes flowed like a gentle stream, weaving through the air with a grace that was both haunting and uplifting. The music enveloped Emily, its melody resonating deep within her soul. It was as if the tune was not just heard, but felt a harmonious blend of the wild and the serene. Compelled by the beauty of the sound, she began to dance, her movements instinctive and natural. As she danced, Emily felt a liberation of spirit, a joyous celebration of the moment. The forest around her seemed to sway in time with the melody, the leaves rustling and the flowers nodding in rhythm. The boundary between her and the world around her blurred, united by the magic of the music. Genunos continued to play, his eyes watching Emily, a plan forming. In that clearing, surrounded by the reborn forest, Emily danced with abandon, her heart alight with a newfound connection to the wild world. It was a dance of gratitude, of celebration. After her spirited dance, Emily felt a wave of exhaustion wash over her. She bent forward, hands resting on her knees her breath coming in heavy, exhilarated gasps. The dance had been liberating, an expression of joy and connection. But it had also taken its toll on her, leaving her muscles trembling. Observing her fatigue, Kenyunos gently guided her through the forest to a clearing where a collection of fallen trees formed a natural arrangement, resembling a table and chairs. It was as if the forest itself had conspired to create this perfect resting spot. He gestured towards one of the makeshift chairs, inviting her to sit and recover. Emily gratefully accepted easing herself onto the wooden seat. It was surprisingly comfortable. The natural contours of the wood fitting perfectly against her form. Sitting comfortably on the wooden chair, Emily watched as Kenyonos raised his hand, making a gentle summoning gesture towards the forest. Moments later, 
the air around them shimmered, and a group of fairies emerged from the underbrush. Their delicate wings glinting in the sunlight. The fairies, no larger than the span of a hand, fluttered about with an air of purpose. They began to lay the table, their movements graceful and efficient. As they worked, the table transformed into a spread of woodland delicacies that seemed to come straight from a fairy tale. The food was served on plates fashioned from broad leaves, intricately woven together. There were fruits that shimmered with dew, their skins bursting with vibrant colors. Deep purples, radiant reds, and sun-kissed yellows. Nuts and berries were arranged in artistic patterns, their rich, earthy aromas mingling with the scent of freshly baked bread that seemed to materialize out of thin air. In delicate, translucent cups made from curled petals, a sparkling drink was poured, its effervescence catching the light like liquid diamonds. The entire display was a feast for the senses, the kind of meal that seemed as nourishing to the soul as it was to the body. Kenyunos gestured for Emily to eat and drink, his eyes gleaming with a quiet anticipation. The fairies hovered nearby, their tiny faces alight with curiosity and wonder, watching her every move. Emily reached out, her hand hovering over the food, a beautiful berry glistening invitingly. But as her fingers neared the fruit, she paused, memories of fairy tales and folklore lessons echoed in her mind. Tales of travelers who ate fairy food and found themselves bound to the fairy realm forever. The fairies held their breath, their eyes wide. Even Kenyunos deemed to wait in silent expectancy, his expression unreadable. The magical feast before her was tempting, yet Emily knew the law well. The rules of the fairy world were ancient and unyielding. In that moment, caught between desire and caution, Emily was acutely aware of the significance of her choice. To eat or not to eat. She looked up at Kenyunos, seeking an answer in his ageless eyes, an answer to a question she wasn't even sure how to ask. The deity remained silent. With a deep breath, Emily made her decision. 
she gently withdrew her hand from the table and stood up. I'm deeply honored, but I cannot dine with you, she said, her voice steady. Her words were a respectful refusal, an acknowledgement of the rules of the ancient law she so dearly studied. The final lingering look at the deity and the magical feast, Emily turned away. She knew the law well. Looking back might invite further enchantments or trials, and she could not risk being swayed by more fey tricks. As she began to walk away, the forest itself seemed to react to her departure. The lush vibrancy of the eternal summer began to fade, giving way to the familiar hues of autumn. Leaves transformed from deep greens to rich golds and ambers. Swirling around her in a gentle dance as she walked. Finally, Emily found herself back at the original tree, its ancient bark etched with the carving of Kenyonos. She reached out, touching the carving. The forest around her was as she remembered it before the storm. Serene, real, and untouched by magic. Standing there, Emily realized that her adventure, though brief, had changed her. She had walked in the realm of myths, danced with a deity, and turned away from the temptation of the fairy world. The carving, once just a subject of her research, was now a symbol of her personal odyssey into the heart of folklore. With a final glance at the carving, Emily turned and walked away from the tree, her heart filled with a newfound respect and understanding for the myths and legends she had dedicated her life to studying. The forest, now just a forest once again, whispered its secrets behind her, a reminder that magic was never far away, hidden just beyond the veil of reality. I hope you enjoyed tonight's story and it brought you a restful night's sleep. Join us tomorrow for another soothing pod sleep story. <laughs>